Welcome back to Two Crows Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Holmes. It has been all over the news the last day or two while I'm recording this that a woman was hit in the face with a brick for not giving a man her phone number, which led me to the conversation with several people that this is not abnormal. This is our fear. This is what happens to us when we turn men down. And I have my own stories with this. And I have several from other accounts with people. For myself, I have been called a slut, a whore, a harlot, as well as a bitch, a fuckface, and a terrible human being. Why? Because I told men I was not interested. Mind you, I also did it in a very kind fashion. But since that has happened to me, I have come to play a game with different ways that I can turn men down that brings me a little bit of joy because they're gonna act like assholes anyways. And honestly, calling them out in a way that makes me seem less sheepish seems to actually make them react less poorly. Poorly nonetheless, but less poorly. Now my ways of turning them down as of late have been to tell them long drawn out stories about my past in order to make them listen and make them eventually give up and not want to ask me for my number anymore. Another is to flat out tell them I don't have a phone while also being on my phone. Sometimes I tell them my father the sultan will not allow me to date commoners. Alas, none of them really work. None of them at all. I still get called the same names, but they're less like physically aggressive and less in my face lately when I do that. Maybe that's just COVID. They're afraid I'll spit on them. So I'll dive into a few stories that women have encountered by turning someone down. This first one is an unknown woman in San Francisco. A 49-year-old woman was approached on the street one evening by an unknown man who asked her on a date, and she said no. The man then punched her in the face. She lost consciousness. Strangers approaching me is so terrifying because you never know what this person is going to do. Especially someone being a little well-known in the area, they may think that they know me and I do not know them. And so they feel emboldened to come up to me and talk to me when I have no clue who this person is. I've had people in my town build up a fantasy about me being something other than what I am, and then in their mind pretending that they're dating me. Our next story is also from San Francisco, California. The attacker's name was Daryl Gilliard, and the attacked woman's name is Lakia Walker. She was 22. When Lakia Walker was eight weeks pregnant, a stranger named Daryl Gilliard held a door open for her. She didn't thank him. In response, Gilliard threw hot coffee in her face, punched her repeatedly in the stomach, and throttled her neck, telling her to suck his dick and threatening to kick the baby out of her womb because she had announced to him that she was pregnant while he was hurting her. Shockingly, looking up this article, there were a bunch of people saying how she should have just said thank you and that wouldn't have happened. Okay. Okay. Sympathizers with these abusers is horrible and it is all over the internet and I just cannot believe it. Our next victim is Raylan Vincent. She was 22 from Chico, California. 
Raylan Vincent was walking home from her boyfriend's house on a Saturday night when an unknown man pulled up next to her in his car. He began calling and Vincent didn't respond, so the stranger stopped his car, got out, and punched her in the face, knocking her to the ground and breaking her jaw. Are the egos in this world so fragile and the audacity so giant that they feel like they have some sort of an entitlement to these women, their lives, their words, their attention? We we pretend that it is the liberals that are asking for safe spaces that are the ones who are given consolation prizes. But I think it's actually these audacious men who think that they have entitlement to our bodies, let alone our time. Andrea Farrington, 20 years old from Iowa City, Iowa. Andrea Farrington turned down Alexander Kozak, a security guard at the mall. She was an employee at the mall. After he left her notes on her car expressing his interest, days after Farrington's 21st birthday, Kozak shot her three times in the back while she was at work, saying he did it because she wouldn't give him the time of day. According to the Monitor, six women are killed by men every hour in a global pandemic of femicide. More than half of women and girls killed by men are murdered by their current or previous partners, according to the World Economic Forum. 137 women across the world are killed every day by a partner or member of their own family. A total of 50,000 women a year murdered by people they know and should be able to trust. Yet another thing women are still criticized for, ensuring their own safety. I once said no thank you to a man when I was 19 and didn't have an excuse, and he punched me in the face after that. Whether or not I have a boyfriend, I say I do. Being a woman is truly constantly scary. It's like existing on thin ice, stated by actor Jamila Jamil in The Guardian. As I stated from my own personal story in the Is This Pro-Life episode a couple weeks ago, I turned the same guy down who was a teenager when I was 10 years old until I was 17. And he was assaulting me that entire time. And when I told somebody when I was 10, no one believed me. I mean, to an extent they believed me, but they believed I was doing something to promote it happening. And so I finally dropped it and stopped saying anything about it. When I was 17, he got me pregnant. And everyone still blamed me, saying I was leading him on that entire time. Which I don't know how a 10-year-old leads on a high schooler. Like, we say that women are more likely to be killed by domestic partners or previous domestic partners. But we are harmed by men in public that we don't know all the time and we take those microaggressions and push them way down because of the big events that happen most frequently in relationships yes it is more likely to be killed and assaulted by someone we know especially if we're at a young age but those microaggressions of harming us calling us names and and the posturing at us when we turn them down in public is from strangers as well. I started getting whistled at in a full sweatsuit. Yes, a very ugly gray Walmart sweatsuit 
when I was about 10 years old walking down the street to go to school. That's not okay to do to grown women, let alone to children. Literal children. Yet they tell us to cover up and us to do things to not make those men see us as sex objects. But a 10-year-old is not a sex object no matter what she's wearing. And I was wearing a full-on sweatsuit and they're still doing it. So it is not about what we wear. So before I dive deeper, I know that a lot of people have an issue with the term toxic masculinity, which they believe refers to masculinity in general being toxic, which is not the case. Toxic masculinity refers to the notion that some people's idea of manliness perpetuates domination, homophobia, and aggression. Toxic masculinity involves cultural pressure for men to behave in a certain way, and it's likely this affects all boys and men in some fashion. So to fight toxic masculinity and to be able to still perpetuate your own idea of what manliness is to you and allowing yourself to have those aspects and the ideal of what you see as chivalrous or masculine, but not perpetuating it in any way that oversteps on anyone else, whether it's calling somebody a derogatory name because you think that they act less quote-unquote masculine than you. Masculinity is a very wide array of aspects that is seen on a scale And if somebody is just trying to impress other men by acting the way that other men want them to act, that's a very strange thing to want to perpetuate. When your way of living is to dominate over other people, whether that be how many women you can sleep with, Um, The way that you treat your wife to impress your friends, just to make you seem more manly, like you have her under control so that other people don't see you as less masculine. That's not actual masculinity. That is toxic behavior. It's abusive behavior. You perpetuating your gender roles onto other people is toxic. There are no real gendered roles different cultures in society have seen roles based on gender, social economic standing, on personality types, times that they were born, and we perpetuate those roles onto people in an arbitrary way that doesn't make any sense when it really should be individuals and how they want to maneuver around the world and interact with others. This next story comes from Vice. The man approached four women at a table in a restaurant and placed his hands on one woman's back. When she pushed him away, he started beating her. He violently dragged her out of the restaurant by her hair before his companions joined in, raining blows and kicks on the woman as she lay on the floor. They also knocked down her friend and struck a woman that tried to intervene. Security footage of the shocking incident at a restaurant in the city of Tangshan in Hebei province went viral on Friday and has caused an uproar in China. A photo that emerged later showed the victim in a gurney in the hospital and her face and shirt were covered in blood. 
After this event that was on film, many other women came forward with their own stories of what had happened in the same locations, that they had similar events occur towards them and nothing happened to their, their abusers. They had nothing happen to them. Many of them were asked the same questions that all other women seem to be asked, which is, what were you wearing? What were you doing? How were you perpetuating yourself to him in a way that he would want to do that to you? Rejection killings are very often not reported as such and are more reported as a random murder. The news will report on it that way, but in actual statistics, it is very hard to find the percent of people who are killed or beaten for rejecting people. Yet, individual stories are everywhere. And if you talk to a woman, most likely she has her own story of what has happened to her for for rejecting somebody which we have a right to not want to be confronted and give our number to every single person who asks us. We don't need to go on a date or give an explanation to every man who walks up to us in a bar, in a coffee shop, on the street, in our DMs. According to a 2018 article in TheMedium.com, Tamara O'Neill, a doctor at Chicago Mercy Hospital, was murdered by her former fiancé. Dr. O'Neill had recently called off the engagement. Isha Frazier was waiting for her divorce to be finalized when her estranged husband stabbed her to death. Frazier's 8- and 11-year-old daughters watched their mother die. These crimes weren't only domestic violence murders, they were rejection killings a term I use to describe attacks by men furious with women who deny them. Events like these where women with abusive partners are killed when they are trying to leave a relationship. The most dangerous time for a woman is leaving a relationship and the six months to a year after leaving. There's a reason that women give out fake phone numbers or invent boyfriends. We've learned that our own lack of interest in something is not a valid enough reason to say no. Plus, we never know how angry a rejected man is going to get. Angry enough to send a cruel text or call us a bitch, or angry enough to actually physically harm us. The sexual entitlement that men feel throughout time is seen in laws, it is seen in relationships, and it's seen in societal pressure. All of those films that we grew up with, us millennials, of men just wanting to lose their virginity, they didn't care who to. They didn't care about the other person. It's about them getting something that they feel they need that society has placed as important. In our Frightening Frauen series, we have encountered this many times throughout history and events with women, and we've seen the good and bad men in those stories. There's good men doing exactly what they should be doing, which is supporting people, supporting their partners, and helping them with their goals and their dreams, just as their partners help them with theirs. We praise this behavior as extra. We praise men who take care of their children the way that they should as doing something above and beyond. Yet on women, it's an expectation. It's about time we turn the tables and gender roles go out the window and we do what's best for our families. 
we need to talk about these stories. We need to talk about what happens to us when we do reject people because this needs to not feel isolating. You are not alone. If you see someone in public that is obviously uncomfortable in the situation that they're in, pretend you know them and go up to them. It's better if it's a woman in the group doing this and other people in the group watching what happens so that you can step in if something needs to be done. But there's safety in numbers. I know we hear it all the time, but we are much safer if we are in numbers. And if you see a woman alone and very uncomfortable, or even two women alone and uncomfortable, do the right thing. Do something. It is so scary to reject a person who is persistent. They do this as an art. They do it to knock some notches on their bedpost. They do it to have a story to tell to their friends. They do this often. You are not the first one. They are used to this and they feel entitled to you. And women, if this does happen to you, feel free to find an older looking woman in the area that you're at and walk up to her and call her mom or aunt Catherine and tell them that you missed them and you were looking all over for them. We will get the hint. Most likely that other woman that you're going up to has had the same thing happen to her many times over. Part of me is pretty thankful that I can't really go out in public right now because of my hips and my health. So um, it's, it's hard even in a small town. Even here, I believe we have 13,000 people in this town. And even in this town and everyone knowing everyone and frequenting the same places, it still happens here. If you have your own story of rejecting somebody or being attacked by someone, I can tell your story for you. We can get the word out there and we can do it anonymously because we want people to not feel alone and feel like real people are out there that understand and get it. Less than 1% of men who assault people spend a day in jail. The entitlement and the bold nature of these aggressions show us exactly what we need to see about how people think about women. And the term women, I mean anyone female presenting because trans women are attacked at a higher percent than cisgender women. Now to go back to the original story that brought up all of this for me because this wasn't the topic I was going to discuss today is an article by Tatiana Yomari and I'm really sorry if I got that name wrong. This article came out the day I'm recording this which is September 5th. In a social post, a woman shares that she was hit with a brick by a man in Houston, Texas after turning him down. Onlookers did nothing to stop it. When women say that it's dangerous to navigate the world as a woman, it's common for folks, mostly people of the opposite sex, to question the statement. Immediately, gender wars ensue as each side makes a point to support their argument. However, the certain states overturning Roe v. Wade to women navigating the corporate world, it's a lot to deal with. Not to mention, women frequently share their horror stories with dating and simply existing as a woman in society on social media daily. Unfortunately, one story has seemingly caused many men to wake up and realize the importance of holding other men accountable for how they treat women. 
I'm going to pause here and say it is so important for men to call out other men for their behavior when they see it happening because they're more likely to listen to another man than to a woman and simply not abusing a woman is not enough. You need to call it out when you see it. In case you've been out of the loop, a woman went viral on Instagram and TikTok in Houston, Texas after she got hit with a brick for turning down a man who was pursuing her. Here's her story. On September 4th, 2023, TikTok video creator Black Mr. Rogers shared a shocking video of a woman in Houston who was assaulted by a random man after she didn't give him her number. Wow, this is what we are doing out here? The video caption reads, as the video starts, the woman shares that a man hit her in the face with a brick and the men in the background did nothing to help her. These are her words from her video. All these black men just watched and they don't give a fuck, the woman said. This man grabbed a rock and hit my fucking face because I wouldn't give him my number. Interestingly, the men in the background asked the woman what she wanted them to do as she showed large swelling on her face. What do I want y'all to do? I want y'all to be a man and fucking do something, the woman said. The men continued to yell at her and the video progressed to the woman being treated in the hospital while crying she explained that she didn't understand why this happened. What have I ever done to anyone in my life to deserve this? I never did anything in my life to hurt anybody, the woman said through tears. Literally, the man asked for my number and I said no. He picked up a brick in front of so many men and asked, what are you going to do? I told all the men Why does this man have a brick over my face? He's holding a brick and all of these explicit word. Get in a car. How is this okay? Is this what you all are doing to women? It's one thing to want to mind your own business. It's another to see someone being viciously attacked and not do anything about it. The men at the scene could have simply talked the man down or even used force to get him away from the woman. However, they decided to watch the event unfold. So it's no surprise that folks on social media are disgusted. What I find absolutely repulsive is the first video that came up on my For You page was someone responding to a very disgusting video questioning this woman. They said that there's two sides to every story and that she must have done something more than just not give him her number for him to do that to her. Sadly, the things that many of us have been through tell us that that is very probable that it was just her not giving him her number. It's really not our place in these situations to say that the woman most likely is lying because she usually is not. The percent of falsely accused men is less than 1%. Yet we focus on that less than 1% and put it on everyone else. We love to create reasonable doubt around women's experiences, even though it is the same story over and over and over again, and we witness it happening. Not doing something? That is an action. That's you choosing what you're going to do.
and nothing, yeah, you have a right to do that. But is it the right action? No. If you can't even physically put yourself there and do something, call it in. I don't care if you think it's silly and not worth it. If you see somebody making someone extremely uncomfortable, go and tell someone who works at that location. Go and tell somebody. Go and tell the police. Do something because they can do a welfare check on somebody who is out and about in public as well. I'm sorry for this very heavy topic today, but it came across my feed over and over again this morning and I had to say something, especially since demographics show that my audience is about 70% women, 25% men, and 5% non-binary. And I know for a fact a lot of those men completely agree with everything I just said and are the ones saying something. But maybe this will show a few other people that they really need to step up. The laws are not on women's side for men getting in trouble for doing this type of behavior, especially against transgender women, but against all women in general. This is wildly underreported because of the lack of exposure and justice for these circumstances when nothing is going to happen. Why put a woman through sitting in court and being questioned by her abuser and her abuser's attorney and having to be made into a spectacle and for entertainment in order for them to just get off with what they did? It happens day after day after day and it is sickening. All right, well, on a bright note, uh, last week's episode, the last one that posted was my birthday. Yay, happy birthday to me. Um, From the time that I'm recording this, it's 10 days until my birthday. And I am excited to hopefully feel good that weekend and go to the Renaissance Festival. I will let you know in an episode I post after that if that's the case, or if you follow me on TikTok. But So you might already know if I did or not by now. With the way I feel this week, I probably will not be able to go, but it is a hope and a dream of mine. I am in the process of having a walking staff be made for me for mobility around the Ren Fair, or just in general, it's pretty cool. And like I said earlier, if you have any of your own stories you want me to tell, or you just want to vent to somebody, my uh, box is always open the uh, inbox for my email that is not my my box that wasn't an invitation Um, but yeah as always I want you guys to stay safe and make good choices and if you feel this is worth sharing please share it like the video and or video if this is on YouTube like the quote-unquote video like the audio and follow if you're not following it does look like most of my listeners are following which is lovely and as always I love you stay safe and have a great week crow out